This episode of Putting It Together is brought to you by Chick Murray, a funny place for a window. They were talking about this and that, and these are things of which I know very little. In fact, I went to the doctors the other day and I sat down, and the fellow sat next to me, and he said, what do you make of this? I said, I don't think much of that. I was fascinated with this long-nosed woman. Somebody nodded to her. She nodded back and cut the cake. The bride was in tears. That's <laughs> most the cake. Playing at venues across the central belt this August. Come along. Give yourself a break. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Putting It Together. How the devil are you? My guest today is Simon Donaldson, is a, an actor who I've worked with and uh, I've been trying to get to come on the show for some time and, as usual, schedules and he's a busy man and it's good to know that he's busy. But we finally sat down and had a wee chat um, and it was great, it was great. I'm glad to bring it to you. Simon and I worked together on a production called The View from Castle Rock, which was a, a strange little show based on the writings of Alice Munro where we were allowed to use her text but um, the her copyright or some so there was some agreement made that we weren't allowed to change any of the text, so that the the adapter Linda McLean, another person I want to get on the show, um, had to rearrange the text and was allowed to, but um, had to keep all the wording intact. And so we as characters would say the line and then we'd say, "said Walter with a scowl" or something like this, and this odd thing of of bringing the text to life um, exactly as it was on the page and all these fans of Alice Munro came to see it and they loved it because they loved the books and they didn't want it to change you know um, so interesting and that's where Simon and I really met and worked together and had a great laugh and went on a little tour and stuff like that so when I started doing the podcast I thought this is a guy that I want to get on the show and I finally managed to do it so thanks to him for for coming down um, and how about you how are you I hope you're well. This is coming to you uh, from sort of beyond the studio, whatever you would call it, because I'm. by the time you hear it, I'll be in Vancouver uh, playing music for the Irish Dance Championships. So I'm recording this a little bit early for you uh, so that we don't miss an episode. Um, and also so that I don't need to drag all the gear to America with me, which I have done before because I've been short on time or something like that. So this is coming to you from Glasgow as usual, but a wee bit in advance. And uh, I'm gonna—I was gonna say I'm gonna take a week off, but I'm not. It's not a holiday in Vancouver by any means. But um, I won't be doing any podcasty things, so that's something. Although I love doing it. Um, so yes, last night I went to see Captain Corelli's Mandolin, um, Ronan Monroe's adaptation of the the Louis de Bernier novel, and uh, it was a beautiful production. And I've never seen—it's one of the most original uses of. Of, of imagery, of stage imagery that I've ever seen, the way tiny little gestures were used to convey whole worlds and stuff. Brilliant. Um, and I always think Rona writes beautiful duologues. She has a knack for writing when two characters are talking to each other. She has a way of writing that and it always is really gripping somehow. Um, and of course it's hard to know how much of that is directly the book because I haven't read the book. Um and how much of it is her invention. And um, But anyway, wonderful to see it. Really good, strong cast. Um, and a beautiful looking production. Great music and all that stuff. And my, my cousin Claire is uh, mad on the book. So she's seen the play twice this week. And again today. Uh, so that's uh, she's a super fan. And she's been in contact with some of the cast members and stuff. So that's nice. Um, and she took us along. Uh, otherwise, down at uh, Play a Pie and a Pint. 
this week. Is it this week? I'm a, I'm a week behind already. Yes, I told you about um, the last ferry to the noon, didn't I? Yes, I did. And this week, that means it's time for summer panto. Oh, yes, it is. So you can get down to the Ormore over the next few weeks. Um, although tickets are selling fast to see Dracula revamped by John and James Keelty, directed, I believe, by John Keelty. And starring Darren Brownlee, the wonderful Darren Brownlee, George Drennan, the singular George Drennan, and of course the fantastic Ashley Smith, who is a big supporter of the podcast. So uh, I'm going to hopefully see that when I get back. It's on from the 2nd of July. Ah, yes, yes, this week. Uh, and it runs until the 20th of July. So you can get down there. I would advise you to book your tickets in advance because they always sell really quickly. Uh, and I'm really glad to be supporting them with this podcast. And they, in turn, are supporting me. It's a lovely arrangement. So yes, get down and support Play a Pint of Pint if you can. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Other than that, um, it's time really to bring you my guest of the week. And I have to pack a bag and get to the airport so thanks very much for listening and remember you can support the podcast by joining us on social media um by sharing stuff on social media that's pit cc pod on twitter and instagram and of course on facebook just search putting it together and if you want to make a small financial contribution it really is appreciated we're trying to make the show bigger and better and we can do that with your help so we're supported by the listeners and you can do that by going to the website which is putting it together cast.com and look for the yellow donate button you'll find it on the front page very simple you can choose an amount or you can pick one of the preset amounts you can make it a one-off or you can make it a monthly donation it's up to you and it really really is appreciated so please consider doing that today that's all that remains for me to say except that i am here now with simon donaldson and we are putting it together (laughs) (laughs) the clink of ice is gonna be in it it's going to sound like you're having a gin and tonic. Oh, no. Folk will go, eh? He's back on it. <laughs> and I'll go, hey, it's Jerry Coke. You're half it, you? Yeah, pure half it, man. I've been half it for well, ten and a half years. Ten and a half, is it? Do you celebrate it? Like, do you um, notice the year? Is it a date? Uh, I have a dollar bill in my wallet that has the date that I became sober, yeah. for want of a better expression. Yeah. I keep that on me all the time. But that uh, this year it was a friend of mine, an actor, Tim uh, Settle, who did uh, did Jason and the Argonauts with. Oh yeah. He messaged me on the day and went, "Happy ten year birthday," oh, and wow. I'd forgotten. Oh right. So I, I, I'm aware of it. Yeah, yeah. But don't, didn't really do anything. Just sort of went, "Wow." There you yeah, go. Yeah, I, I did go. I, no, I had a you know a, a wee moment to myself of, "Wow, that's an amazing thing." Yeah. So was Tim with you when when that journey started or something? He was, yeah, yeah. Uh, So when I did uh, Jason and the Argonauts and we started rehearsing that, God, 12, 13 years ago. And so that show was with me while I was still, well, a heavy drinker. Yeah. yeah. um, So yeah, Tim saw the two Simons. Both sides of the coin. Yeah, he saw the guy that rocked up at uh, half eight in the morning and didn't they look too well and smelt a little bit choice? Yes. And then did, you know, a show for wee ones. Classic. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have been doing a show for wee ones. Always did it really well. And always, I mean, that's the thing that everybody said. Well, You're always one of those did. people who showed up and did yeah, the thing. Yeah, did the thing. Yeah. And, you know, slight whiff, slightly bleary eye, but you'd go, oh, it's just a wee bit hungover or whatever. Sure. So, yeah, yeah Tim, Tim 
was one of the first people actually I spoke to when I realised that it wasn't just um, a binge, drinky, Mm -hmm. wild man thing that there was an actual problem. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I did the round of phone calls to a lot of closer mates. Some of which went, yeah, yeah, we Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, course, man, we just like, they came what to do. I didn't have to tell anybody. It was not news to anybody. (laughs) Well, that's it. It wasn't news. But I felt like maybe it would be. Guess what I'm doing? Oh, good, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that, good, that, that. good at last. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> it'd be like, yeah, cool, man. No, that's uh-huh. no, that's awesome. Yeah, and a lot and, of support. Yeah, absolutely, all the way. So, um, yeah, ten and a half years. Fair play. I think I was. Uh, well, no, I was certainly down the road of. Yeah, it was. It was too much. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jason and the Argonauts, just to pick up on something oh, else. Yes. The gift that just keeps on giving. No, well, that was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I. I th- the last I heard, well, no, I know, because uh, I spoke to Dougie Irvin of uh, Visible Fictions. I met him for a coffee last week. So they were doing it in Oregon um, with an American cast, and he was over directing for a couple of weeks. So that would be 12 years, thir- 12, 13 years. We toured with it for 11 years or something like that. It wasn't every year, and I couldn't do every tour due to other stuff coming up. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, it was amazing. Uh, it How, is amazing. Great wee, great show. Wee shows too. It's not a wee show. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It deals with, you know, big themes and, and whatnot in, in a fun way. Uh, but yeah, it's, it took me all around the world, uh, all around the States, Canada, Australia, um, Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> that was a solid list there. Uh, yeah. It was well, going yeah. well It was, it was going, going well, well. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Cork But see sometimes You could be in Leicester You could be in Canberra You, you wouldn't know any different Because you exactly. go in You land You go to the place You do the show yeah, And then you yeah, go yeah. and get on a plane Totally yeah, That's yeah. my experience And Absolutely. people say Wow you're going to such and such And I'm like yeah You know Yeah when you look at the schedule and stuff You go yeah I'm going there wow. That's exciting But the reality of it is the schedule is not great for seeing any of it. No. So I'll see the hotel, I'll see the venue, and then I'll be gone. I've done airport hotels a lot. And you say the name of the city, as in the name of the city airport that you're flying into. So, yeah, I'm going to Chicago. And they're like, wow, amazing Chicago. Yeah, where are you staying? The Hyatt at the airport. (laughs) Regency O'Hare. And you don't see anything else. Yeah. Just play and... And then you're gone. And the gig's in in the hotel. So it's like... Oh, jings. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds, on paper, it sounds amazing. Yeah, totally. You know how it is. Yeah, oh, absolutely. There, there has been, uh, there's been quite a few. One, Well, not even one night stands, but there's been places, certainly in the States, that, yeah, weren't great. But there are uh, big, <laughs> loads of parts that we don't, people f- who haven't been to the States don't really see it that way, exactly. but there are loads of parts, most parts aren't New York or LA. <laughs> well, that's it, yeah, I mean... And people forget that. The the mid the, the, that whole middle bit is right. It's vast as well. I, I the thing was, uh, I, I, bizarrely, like the states has been such a big part of my life because uh, I was an exchange student when I was eighteen. So I left uh, high school at eighteen and didn't really know what I was going to do. And um, it was it wasn't really an exchange. There was nobody came over and slept in my bed and stayed with me. <laughs> That that sounds weird. <laughs> eh? Get out of my bed, you. What, what are you doing? doing? Eh? So, so uh, what do you call that then? It's not an exchange. Just you. Just you, you fucking off to America. Yeah, you 
get away. Go away. It was basically, I think my parents were a bit like, oh, now we need to get him out of here. Cause it's, we'll it's, tell him it's, it's an a exchange. A <laughs> <laughs> we'll, tell him, we'll tell him he's uh, an yeah, exchange. Yeah, Skonto was here for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was like a gap year. Right. It was my gap year. And, you know, where I, where I had to go and discover myself in Iowa. In Iowa, yeah. of all places. So it was, I remember, you know, of course, it was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I had a place to do a foundation course in art in Manchester because I thought I wanted to do art. Oh, right. And uh, just because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I didn't know that acting was a career. Like, genuinely had no idea. So anyway, that aside, um, had deferred my place, went to Iowa. <laughs> Sounds random as well. It does. What part of Iowa did you go to? Uh, just outside Fort Dodge. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry, I did an accent there. Um, uh, so I, I grew up in Bowden, which is a population of 250. About eight miles was Elston High School. Uh, very rural. Um, I went to a place called... It was outside Fort Dodge. I think it was called Gowrie. Population around 200. About eight miles to the high school. Very rural. So, uh, wow, <laughs> what a difference. <laughs> it was very flat when there was lots of corn and it was hot, hot when I got there. Um, there is a lot of corn in Iowa. I've honestly, driven through Iowa. It's, it's just, that's really it. It just keeps on going. Yeah. Lovely people. Oh, sure. An amazing experience. Uh, like an amazing experience because it was where I, I grew up a lot. I, was, I mean, I was only there for seven months, but I think very close family and friends and whatnot. And I, you know, partied wild and mm-hmm. all that so um well what happens in the cornfields you know as uh, they say absolutely yeah and they that do old say Iowa that. saying yeah, yeah. It's, it's a classic old <laughs> saying that just keep it in the cornfield your son. <laughs> that's what they say but you said about you weren't sure that or you didn't know that acting was a, a career you no. must have been so you were aware of there being actors like on tv or uh, did yeah, you go yeah. to theater or uh actually so one of the first times I went to theatre, I think was, at the, uh, would have been the Lyceum. I think it was Train Spotting. Oh, cool! So I'd have been about sixteen, maybe. But there wasn't a lot of theatre, like what, how would you call it, like legitimate theatre. That's is that the wrong to say? There, there wasn't plays. It right. was a lot of musicals in the borders. Uh, there was no drama course, certainly at my school. I think you could go and do a higher drama, maybe at Gala Shields Academy. Right. I might be wrong with that. So And a lot of musical, like amateur yes, dramatic so societies doing was, musicals. Yeah, I yeah. was involved in all that. Uh, Did you do that before you saw Trainspotting? Um, during. <laughs> <laughs> I was rehearsing for uh, Oklahoma while... Renton was coming no, off ahead of no, <laughs> You don't find well what I mean. <laughs> no, I do. No, but, I um yeah, I was. I was doing the high school mu- musicals. I don't th- I don't think I'd start to do the Gala Shields Amateur Operatic Society at that point. I think I started doing that when I was 17, 18. All of it, I have to say, was to do with the after show parties. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I mean I loved being on stage. Loved, loved, yeah, loved, and I still totally. do. But if there was a chance for a party, honestly, and at the, somebody's house, a gaff. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely. And those parties were legendary. Yes. And they were, at the high school especially. So I loved, high school was fab. It was great. Obviously, it had its moments. But mm-hmm. majoritively, for me, high school was fab. I played, I was in the musicals from first year. Uh, and I played rugby. Because if you don't play rugby in the borders, 
uh, you're, you're dead. You're taken out of the woods, and <laughs> that's you. That's you in the cornfields. Then they play rugby. Oh, well, we've got to have that kind of. Uh, so God, I'd ha- I would have had to move to Iowa then. <laughs> well, I <laughs> much uh, earlier than you. It was, uh, yeah, it was, but it was, it was great because all the rugby players were in the musical, and mainly because of the party. Right. Okay. So everyone's there. So everyone's there, and the musicals are very high standard. And our music teacher, uh, Jeff Thompson, who directed and um, MD'd them, mm-hmm. was great and very inspiring and very energetic and no somebody to mess with. I mean, he came to all the parties. All the teachers came to the parties. Are you serious? Wow. Oh, I, I, I. I mean, I remember one party in particular. We were down at the River Tweed. I'd be in second or third year. It was a beautiful summer's evening. We'd done the show barbecue party and then all the teachers rock up right jaked <gasps> like out the game and right the next... <laughs> <laughs> so the next day yeah we get the bus the school bus back that uh, was the last day of term or whatever last day for summer holidays and mm-hmm. the, the teachers jumped on the bus with us still out the game and uh, bizarre bizarre i think back to that and I go god he couldn't do that now. You wouldn't no, be doing that now. No, he wouldn't. Wow. But um, down by the river, eh? Down by the river, yeah. And yeah, it was. I mean, acting. Uh, arguably, yeah, I did get into acting for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, but you <laughs> but also you're it. saying it, it, it's different because if you don't think that there's, you'd never have any concept that there's anything that uh, career-wise at the end of it, then you weren't, you know, trying yeah, to develop anything. Exactly or that. Uh, aiming, you were just yeah, going. This yeah. is fun and. Yeah, thinking it's about it, that's, that's that's very true. Yeah, it's it's just fun. It's a it's an extra curricular thing with no um, career options. It's a club I mean, in it. It's a club. club. Yeah, it's pals. It's just you know getting up, having a bit of a sing, doing a wee oh, right. doing a wee bit dance. Oh, I got that wrong in a second act. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was poor. Um, <laughs> I'm, I don't think that went unnoticed. <laughs> don't think that went. Unnoticed. <laughs> well, I have had seventeen cans of lager, so. <laughs> You know, get cut some slack. Come on, dude. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it was actually in Iowa. I think it might have even been the family I was staying with, uh, who were lovely and amazing. Because um, I, I did the the school musical there, and they said, "Have you not thought about doing acting uh, or going to drama school?" And I hadn't. You know, I had no idea. So when I came back from Iowa, that was when I applied to drama school, thinking it would just be no bother. You know, I'd just turn up and I'd be in. Grand, yeah. Do a little bit from My Fair Lady. Bingo. <laughs> wow, he can do a English accent. Check yeah, let him in. I thought accents were the key to yeah, all totally, success. Yeah, I, was yeah, a kid, yeah. Yeah. I still kind of do. Well, they kind of are, really. If you can, it's handy, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But so were you enrolled in this foundation art course before you went to Iowa to yeah, come back I was. to? Yeah, yeah. And so, then you didn't go? Yeah, basically, yeah. Right. So I had uh, I deferred my place. I hadn't... Um, I hadn't sorted out accommodation and stuff. It's all a wee bit hazy what what happened. I cancelled it. And I think this is how it went. I sort of said to my folks, uh, I'm going to try and get into drama school. And they were, yeah, okay. Yeah, Passed away. Great. I think with the... I just didn't really... Initially, I didn't really know what that meant. So I didn't do a hellish amount of research and just rocked up and did QM and yeah. when it was still around and uh, the academy. And that was the only places I auditioned and... I wasn't ready, and if I'd got in, who knows if I'd still be yeah, involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the folks were like, yeah, well, very supportive, whatever you want to do, uh, go for Great. it. And, um, and then third time lucky I got in. I did an HNC at Telford's, mm-hmm. 
And yeah, I think, I think like many people. Yeah, it was great. It was yeah. you know a really good foundation into what acting is about. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. If uh, even though now, I mean, it was you know. I think I know less and less as time goes on. Interesting, isn't it? But it's about accepting not knowing. Just going with it. Because ah, I think the older you, not that I'm old, but do you know, like, yeah, I think when you're young, you think you know. That's just the thing about being young, isn't it? Like, you feel about like you know so everything, much. and you're yeah. yeah, you're in about it, and then actually, the humility of realizing you don't know as much as you thought is part of getting grown up, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I don't have a clue, really. I'm the same man. Absolutely, no, get that's good with you. Get, getting away with it, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and having you know some, yeah. Have, you, I think you know you. You build up it, obviously, experience and and yeah, is is it a getting away with it kind of thing? It might well be. I, 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 it's, it's 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 hard to tell because it certainly feels like that. But there must be something at work. I mean, we've definitely yeah. picked up one or two things because we've yeah. been at it for a wee while. But and not and not to take anything away from drama school, not at all, because it was great and it was a, an incredible three years at the Academy uh, Conservatoire. And but the majority of um, the, the skill set, I guess, is learnt on the job, mm-hmm. watching people, and oh, yeah. you know whether that's doing doing a, a show for young ones, and you know performing with an actor who's done a lot more of those, or, or, or working with a director who, you know, opens up new doors in your in your mind. Uh, wow, I didn't realise devising a play. What is what is this witchcraft? <laughs> yeah. I thought all the lines were just written down, and um, and yeah, yeah, just. I, but I guess you've got that sort of foundation from from drama school with, you know, technique and, and things like that. Yeah, and a sort of a readiness and a willingness. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Then you can learn, learn all that other stuff yeah. as you go along. Totally. What was I going to say to you? I wanted to ask you about, um, you were talking about this art, this foundation art course. Does that right. mean um, it's quite a general broad thing or is that specific like that foundation part so i i wanted to i wanted to go to art school i thought i wanted to go to art school so the foundation course was basically i didn't get into art school oh so you do a foundation course and and my memory serves me correctly you you then would go into second year if you were accepted into one of the actual art schools oh so i think during that intensive foundation year you go into towards the end. You specialise in whether that's fine art or sculpture or whatever, and then you would go into second year if if you're accepted, oh, well. and and then oh. follow that path. And so, did you know what you wanted to specifically no, do? No, no idea. I like drawing. You like drawing, and that, that was, was basically it. the clue to you that you should go to art school. That was it. Yeah. What I did like, you draw? I, d- I I drew a lot of eyes. Eyes. And uh, actually, oh god. So my my parents recently have just um, moved house, uh, and in the move they found my old portfolio, mm-hmm. and we had a wee a wee uh, gallery sharing, sh- <laughs> and maybe it was a window into the the mind of a slightly deranged <laughs> lad. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, Ashley was there, and and my mum and dad, and uh, a lot of pictures of guns and cut cabane and. Uh, right. Uh, guitars and syringes and, wow. and and cigarettes and uh, eyes and distorted faces. That's but what it is know, to be seventeen. Exactly. That's yeah, it. It's yeah. not you know. I, I Look think, at me. I'm so deep. Yo, I'm so so deep. Like mm. you know, I'm about music. I'm about breaking down boundaries. Oh, check it out. I've put a bit of paper on the paper and it sticks out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Decoupage. 
<laughs> kind of, yeah. Isn't that the word for it? It is decoupage. We know yeah. that raised thing. It, it, it's horrible. It is. It's pretty bad. And yeah. I mean, that bit of artwork was pretty bad. But right. it was all about... Because I listened to... I, I mean, I, I wanted to be, you know, cutting back a wee bit. I wanted to be a rock star. That was that was it. I wanted, That's the beginning. That really? was the beginning. Okay. I was lead singer in a band that... Was I lead singer? I was a bass player and singer, kind me and I get a mate took turns to sing. And then I was lead singer in another band when I was at Telford's and you know we did all right and but that was the dream. Arguably from the for the wrong reasons yet again. Mm. Uh, idolizing, you know, people like Kurt Cobain, Jim Morrison and right. and people who had some There was a dark side that, to it. Yeah, an right. absolute dark side of this, you know, uh excess the self-destruct button which i kind of was fascinated by do you think so where does that come from then is it was there an inherent darkness in you that identified with that or did you just romanticize the idea of it i think it was the idea of it i think it was the the idea of these guys that went on stage and had drank a bottle of jack daniels and Mm -hmm. and sang and opened people's minds and was that the antithesis maybe to your rural upbringing quite wholesome perhaps i don't know i'm stabbing in the dark but well, oh yes it was i mean was I, like I yeah complete opposite of your actual experience maybe that's what it's about. yeah i think that was maybe that that um excitement of the unknown that america again uh, yeah the land the land that, opportunity that and whatever. golden sunshine and you know p- taking drugs and sitting on the beach writing songs and playing mm. gigs and and becoming you know a wild front man and living in a village of 250 average age of 65 70 years old you right. know a lord living up the street and and whatnot and um so it's about beautiful. getting out isn't it it is, it is seeing something beyond some something different and being inspired by that maybe and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, um i get that i mean i i, I sort of romanticized the idea of working in theater actually when i was young because to me it was like i was just talking about this the other day how it hasn't, in a sense, lived up to that, but uh, the idea of like not really having to do much all day, and then at night showing up at your wonderful dressing room and all oh, chat with all your friends, and then you go on stage and it's glamorous and, but like not glamorous, but you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Glamorous that. in its lack of glamour, and you know clubs and having late dinners with people, and then staying up late, staying up late, and not doing much the next day. Absolutely, and, you know, yeah. being urbane and sophisticated and witty and. Absolutely, romantic, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that's the same stuff. It's just a different, uh, totally f- face of it, you know. Absolutely, it, it was that sort of dream or that, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, so alien from a rural borders background, uh, and I guess it was that. Yeah, it was like, oh man, imagine being, imagine being that. Yeah, and then you know that 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 didn't pan out, and of course it, it was like a. I do remember, you know, singing in the band, having a lot to drink because I was the front man and, and coming on and sort of stumbling about and playing the part of a burnt-out rock star <laughs> before we'd Please. even got anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, losing my voice or, or whatever. Having an amazing... I mean, it was brilliant. Loved it. Uh, uh, you know, we're all still pals that were in band together. We, mm. we gigged for about five, six years, I think. And then other bands happened and whatnot. And, you know, it just kind of fell by the wayside because acting mm-hmm. actually realized oh actually maybe you know maybe i can do this 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 acting malarkey mm. and yeah imagine getting paid for this was was actually said to me by a guy in my year while we're doing the uh, final year 
panto. Uh, we were standing on stage, cutting down. We were, it was Sinbad the Sailor, myself and this guy, Simon. There was three Simons in my ear. Scouser Simon. We were we were selling Northern Irish Simon at the uh, market in downtown Baghdad. <laughs> the Simons. I, I, the Simon. All three Simons. You don't so, get a lot of Simons in Baghdad. Uh, no, you don't. You don't. I but, think we've maybe changed our names to something surreal, but we were, like characters, characters pretending yeah. to be. Of course, you weren't yourself. We yeah, weren't ourselves. Acting. We were doing the acting. Got you. And but should have I mean, shown up. And we transported the people <laughs> with our acting. To and, downtown the, and, the set, and the set that said Baghdad on it it was, was a wee clue but he did turn to me just as the curtain was coming up imagine getting paid for this and I still have that <laughs> I mean you still imagine getting paid for imagine it imagine <laughs> getting paid for this and I wish I would I mean I'm surely mm. I'm surely due a few quid now one of these days surely yeah. to God no so, I think yeah I think I had that too That, and that's, I think especially Panto when you're young it seems like the Land of milk and honey, laughs, music, big colourful set, having a laugh for your pals. Totally. Imagine doing that all the time. It's it is it is bizarre to think. You, yeah, yeah, especially panto. I mean, I've not professionally. I've only done uh, three, two or three. It's a different story, and actually, when it comes to it's it. quite hard. It is yeah. hard work. I mean, you know, fending off colds or whatever. And uh, to be fair, actually, the ones I've done. I have all been in our growth and the schedule I think our growth has got the lightest oh does it? it it's it's a doddle compared to others yeah. of course it's hard work and but relatively it, speaking relatively it's, speaking it's compared to, to other pantos you know I don't think they do three show days anymore I think that's glorious no one should be doing that no it's no. not right that like I mean no. what about the ten and the seven though even when it's two oh, the big that gap split oh uh, and you've not got a box set to watch or you're in yeah. between watching things or or you're uh, too far from the digs to really justify going back or you know yeah. you're staying at home or something hanging about if your digs are around the corner I don't I'm cool with that I just go back to bed for five hours fortunately with our growth that was the case well, it was a small um, place in it but then when you're on tour and if you like with Jason and the Argonauts or uh, Robin Hood was another show I did with Visible Fictions mm-hmm. uh, if you've got that 9.30 show and then another one at 7.00 that you've got that voice in your head saying get out there explore come on yeah and i have to say since i've got older yes and no because yeah you've got to watch yourself you can do too much quite easily and you don't want to be knackered but then you know when you do the show it's for me it's the last two minutes before going on stage with my routine of going to the toilet 18 million times and 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 (laughs) that's you that's right yes i uh I drive myself insane with it. And it's actually, yeah, sometimes it is, you know, all I think about during the day. That, that, that. What will I be like show? in terms what? of toilet at that point? At that point. Wow. Um, That's t- taken a place, a bigger place in your life than it should, surely. Absolutely. I think now I've got a routine uh, and it seems to work, touch wood. So it's a way of dealing with that. Yeah. Obsessing yeah. about yeah. that, basically. So just, it's just a thing I do. It sounds mystical, magical. It's not. It's not. I, I, yeah. I'll go to the toilet at the very last minute, but I do some sort of breathing thing as well. Make sure I do all that mm-hmm. just by myself. Even if it's two minutes, I've done it. Yep. And I get myself into a headspace where I'm like, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it does. You know what I mean? It, it, just not at that. 
yeah. state of anxiety where it's all going to go. Of course, you get that uh, first night uh, nerves and whatever take over, but that, that adrenaline yeah. kicks in and takes you through the show because you're so, you're remembering the show. You if anything, it's better moment. for the other obsessions exactly. because the show's in the way the at show. that point. But when you know it really well, that's it. That's when the other stuff starts to annoy you. Totally. That's yeah. when you get into that sort of strange, you know the show inside out. It's maybe not the greatest audience you're having this evening. They're mm. not reacting in a way. So the head, so that yeah. other voice comes in yeah. where it is like, yeah, that debt's getting quite big, isn't it? Mm. So you'll need to do that. And you're saying words. Oh, I think, you know, if I was to get sausages, what would I have with sausages for tea? Whilst, you know, doing a very moving <laughs> monologue about whatever. Oh, I totally am with it's you. It's bizarre. In it's fact, it's the first thing we ever worked on together, funnily enough, was set in the borders and was about was. people from the borders. There you go. But also was mostly performed during the day, as you remember, in a non-theatre space. So yeah, that. See that being able to see everybody in the audience thing, that is bad for my head because I can yeah. easily, if I've got a second and I just happen to glance and I see somebody or I see, and I can see how somebody's reacting or somebody's asleep or <laughs> somebody Absolutely. Know, and then the you, whole thing just drives me crazy. And you can't unsee that. It's and in there then, it's isn't it? It's there and you, I, I'm very similar to yourself. I know mm. other, other actors I've worked with that, I mean, they maybe clock. I think that was for that show. It was slightly different because you could see everybody. It was could, just plain as you like. I mean, yeah, yeah. There was no blackout. Um, but certainly in theatres, there's you know first four rows in some theatres. You you're seeing people, mm. and you do see someone who's on their phone, or asleep, or yeah, or yeah. whatever. And and the flip side, they're actually doing um, what girls are made of. Uh, the show that I'm working on at the moment well mm-hmm. have been for a wee while with Cora and, and everybody uh, people's reactions in a good way like very very emotional but that that can also stick with you as well especially oh, if, anything, it, if yeah. it comes out of the blue you know uh, I have you know <laughs> doing Jason the Argonauts which I have done a lot of times uh, Tim the other actor has done it more than me he's did every tour we knew it so well that any click buzz whatever in the theater mm. if it was somebody on their phone or whatever i mean it would be a case of i know what, exactly where you are and can you turn that off please you're like Straight hyper sensitive hyper but, but you never lose your place of you course. never lose place yeah. back in i think the best one was a technician in dallas fort worth actually answering a call in the wing yeah <laughs> yeah it's just children's theater isn't hey it? no one hey. cares oh yeah blah 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 so tim went off and I'm spinning the set round like, and oh gosh, where's he going? Oops. <laughs> but I, I had heard something um, in the wing, and he came back on. Mm-hmm. I could tell something was up. So he gave there him is a, that a dressing down, as it were. He gave him a. He just gave him a wee word. We were took, near. Took the phone off him, and wow. uh, the guy did apologise after. But I was like, Mate, that's weird, though. It's not really on, is it? So how many times have you done it? Do you reckon? I don't mean mm. telling somebody off. I mean that show. That show, I think, it's kind of up for grabs, but it's certainly, if you were to include, the initial tour we did, we went to, to schools, and we took it to schools, mm-hmm. uh, it must be up about 300, maybe. Wow. Maybe even more. Yeah. So Tim will have done, oh, a good 100, 150 more than that. I, I'm kind of plucking that out of nowhere, but that, I'm pretty sure... If we, I think when they had added them up, I think Visible Fictions had added up how many shows were done. 
but that first and second tour were not included because there was a lot of school shows. Right. So I would include they them. They mount up pretty quickly. They mount up. Yeah. I remember at the end of the last tour, uh, the first tour, I should say, the last location was Campbelltown, and no offence to anybody in Campbelltown, but, oh, by jingo. And there was a bit when, there was a bit in the play when Jason arrives at the end of the world, and it was Tim. He went, I'm here. The end of the world. Campbelltown. <laughs> You could see the teachers looking. Oh, they weren't How having that. Dare you? <laughs> Campbelltown's a jewel. Was it? Was the line "I'm here at the end of the world"? Insert place name, or did he add in? The... It was no, no. It oh, was I not see. not insert place name. I can't even remember. Oh, it's a, some some Greek name, uh, right? So it wasn't uh, like a modern. No, spin no, at no, that no. Point. He, he, he literally just he just came out with oh, Campbelltown. Very bad. He, he had a tendency to do that. Did Tim? <laughs> Love him a bit, but he would try and corpse me, corpse himself, and then end up calling me the wrong character name. You know, I was saying we know the show that well. If he had a wee plan to go, oh, ha, ha, cheeky, I'll eh? get him here. Nine times out of ten, he'd make a right arse. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And then flummox himself. <laughs> and then it would be like, well, there you well, go. Well, there you go, mate. He could have got me back in the days where I was still, I mean, that's why the show's been with me for, for so long when I was still maybe hungover or still slightly boozy from the yeah, night before. Yeah. Then I would have been a, you know, giggling or what whatnot. But um, <laughs> in, in, in sobriety... Uh, it's Sharp a different a story, my friend. Mm-hmm. I saw a, a production of Animal Farm once done by some college students, and um, they were <laughs> they were so ill prepared. <laughs> I love when stuff goes a bit like oh, you good. know that delicious thing where things go a bit awry and stuff. Oof. Well, they got to the end, and it had been it, to be fair, it had been a bit of a disaster, really. That lot mm. a lot had gone wrong. They had they didn't really know the lines. It was just it was a bit mm-hmm. crazy. They obviously hadn't had much time, and uh, the end, the crucial line is of course. I don't know who says it, but it says, it. I, I now name this place Animal Farm, because they've taken over. Uh-huh. Got it wrong. I now name this place Manor for Animal Farm. <laughs> oh, dear like, Lord. Kind of like Ma- you had one I, job. Oh, oh, mate, Manor mate. Animal Farm, oh, come I, on. That's poor. <laughs> what, now, what's the one, uh, what's the one with Piggy and all that? That's the Muppets. <laughs> that's not the one there's a play with Piggy. Piggy the boys the boys and the conch shell the boys I the conch shell they're, they're, they're lads and it's a book Famous Five it's not the Famous Five go to the desert island that's it's a different thing oh uh, Lord of the Flies that's it Lord of the Flies so I can't believe this I said the Muppets and Famous Five no but that's I'll I mean, just, I, cut I, it, I just said it. Piggy <laughs> Yeah, that's not fair. That's, I mean, if you'd have said a load of children stranded on an island and trying to hierarchy. recreate their society and all that. Society. Not that I've read it. No, I've not read it either. Right, well. <laughs> I'm not interested in books. Devil's game. Uh, <laughs> but I heard a tale of a young guy who... Basically, the guy that was uh, playing one of the characters got ill and he came in at last minute and he was playing a character at the end of Act 1 where... Mm. I think, spoiler alert, I think Piggy's killed. And it's a big stylized, Piggy, no. And he, he had a pump. And it, so it was a big, Piggy, no. Oh, no. Bit of a shame for that lad. Anyway, that was, that was a very <laughs> poor story. I've got, I've got other gems somewhere. I've got some great ones. A pal of mine told me that the first play he ever saw when he was a kid was a production of Wind in the Willows. And apparently um, the, the actor playing Mr. Toad had a bit of a drink on him. Oh. And the the badger actor says to him, sort of ad lib, you know, 
Oh, Mr. Toad, don't you think it's about time you were going along trying to get him off the stage? And he went, listen, you, you stripey bastard. <laughs> no, you're kidding me. That's what that I mean. outstanding. Hey, I well, you never, well, that's it with the, with the urban legend. That's that, the joy that of it, though. Thing. I love all those tales. Like, they're, they're fantastic. They're, oh, when they start in the rehearsal room, I'm like, don't forget the work. I want to hear these stories. Absolutely. I love the anecdotes. Yeah. And they, they kind of... They take a life of their own. They I think do, sometimes yeah. it is, oh, such and such. Or, oh, no, I heard it was such and such or, or, or whatever. But nine times out of ten, it will be maybe an actor's had one too many or forgot his cue or whatever. I yeah, mean, yeah. Touchwood, I've never had anything disastrous happen to me on stage, I don't think. My, my, mm. my worry is that I'm going to have an accident downstairs if you know what i mean yeah but that's due to my but, anxiety well yeah it is because the other thing about that is of course and I, there's no point teaching your granny to suck eggs but you have mountains of evidence to the contrary like you've well, gone through it. how many thousand performances probably without that happening and yet still your brain goes i know uh, it takes what if me it does that. though it's weird isn't it? what if it does what if it does yeah. it's gonna happen it's because i, I know i can't it's shocking talking about my toilet thing but actually a, a lot of folk now People are last, aware of that, aren't they? Because they are, aye. Then yeah, they know. Yeah. Oh, you you go to the toilet a lot, don't you? I've heard that about you. I'm like, aye. And it doesn't bother me because it's true. But everyone's got stuff. Yeah, they got the. It's the and not process. just outside of work, but everyone, you know, mm. going on stage and stuff. Everyone's got weird ways that they do yeah, things, absolutely. and that's just that's just it. Weird sort of. But it is. It's lack of control, isn't it? Because that's it one thing that. that you can't. I can't. You can't. While you're on there, you're not going to be able to leave. Sorry, yeah, I'm just going to nip to the toilet. You know, Cora, just carry on with that monologue. You know, that's very powerful. It's very good. This lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Lovely, Don't mind excellent. me. Don't mind me. I'll be but back. just about anything else that happens on stage, you can ad lib, you can play yeah, some music, absolutely. you can cover it. Totally. Yeah. That's why I hated um, being in the position of the writer watching a play go up that's mine because mm. just complete lack of control at that point. Like, it's about to start and I can't do anything you about can't it. You can't do anything, of course. No matter what happens. At least when you're on there, you can affect the course of it. Of course, yeah, Something and happened. you can go at the next Step moment, in. next moment, uh, you know, if you do make a fluff or whatever it is, that thing where you, you go, it? leave it, it's happened, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But that, you can't help but go, you come off stage and you go, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, I said the instead of and at that point. And some actors will go, what? Yeah, yeah. you did. Or, or some other actors who will, will pick you up, yeah, the cue line was a bit off there. <laughs> Aye, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I hope that doesn't happen tomorrow. Ah, yeah, you stripey (laughs) bastard. I love it, man. Shocking like, but... The the thing about the anecdotes is that people in the West End who knew Chick Murray, many, many of them claim the same anecdotes as having happened to them. And you you realise that nobody knows where they started. Like, the amount of people that have said that they were there when Chick Murray was standing about to get on the subway and Uh said... Excuse me, do you know if there's a dining car in this train? <laughs> someone would say, No, this is a it's a subway. So, oh, I'm gonna be famished by the time I get to Cessnock. <laughs> and you hear it from other people. I was going on the subway once with Czech actually and they said a funny thing and I'm like, Really? you know? That's interesting, isn't it? And it's just How these tales urban people legend. take ownership of them, maybe it was a relative or whatever and they want to feel close to Yeah. That person, that, that idol or that yeah. celebrity or, or whatever. Or, or he said it every time he got in the subway, which is also the kind of thing he might have done. Right. So maybe it did happen to loads of people. Loads of folk, And yeah. it felt original to them. He was just doing a, That's quite a nice was a thing, good though. gag. That's, do you know, on the plane, because I've, uh, well, just been saying, I'm back from Charleston 
uh, on Tuesday there. You were doing on Monday. What girls are made of? What girls are made of? Yeah, yeah. which was interesting. It, was, it went down really well. Don't get me wrong, but mm. I think the audience demographic was slightly against us. Slightly, I mean, they tend to be quite. Con- it's quite a conservative part of the states, I would say, yeah. and a lot of money, uh, and you know, it's it's quite a hard hitting piece at points. There's a lot of blue language mm. Mm. but ironically and that's how that's how you end up going to these places is because they have some money to bring something exactly and that's, that's, it. that's it's weird, a, sh- a weird bind doesn't yeah, it yeah yeah huge festival I mean yeah. we had a big drinks reception and um, there's a part of Charleston on the main peninsula um, which looks over at Fort Sumter where the Civil War started wow. and there's all these old houses oh you think old um, some of them have been rebuilt uh to the exact standard of the rest of the houses that have survived oh. various hurricanes and whatnot, um, and yeah, on on the Thursday just past there, there was a drinks reception for us, uh, you know, in this six million dollar mansion, you know, it, that's got like the look of former plantation. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of uh, slave quarters in some of these uh, places and what um, in these houses, and they're you know B and Bs or, or rented out and whatnot. It's, Kind of odd. Which makes you realise it wasn't that long ago. That's it really wasn't, of, yeah. That's the yeah. really sickening thing. Yeah. Um, very interesting place. But mm. my point was, you know, you're saying about Chick Murray and, and maybe saying the, the, the same thing to people mm-hmm. on different days uh, at the subway and brightening their life. It, it's just interesting that I watched um, the Bill Murray stories uh, on the plane on the way back. Oh, right. Uh, and Harry watched it as well. I don't know if you've heard about this, but have you heard the urban lit? legends of bill murray well various ones about he doesn't have an agent and he doesn't That's answer true. the phone doesn't an- it's a 1-800 number right and he, and picks, he picks it up, from, up. A, yes. from a phone box or he dials into it or something exactly so all true and really? uh, i didn't i had heard these things about uh bill murray turned up at a, a student party and started doing the dishes <laughs> and the the thing that he does is he'll he will do it he does it there's mm-hmm. photographic evidence a real rock up at a baseball game, and he, can I play? Yes, yeah, Bill Murray, and uh, various things that he's done over the years that are surreal and, mm-hmm. and well, not surreal. He's just, he's just trying to live a normal life, I guess, playing frisbee with guys, rocking up. Somebody's getting their wedding photographs taken, and he's just sort of standing in the background. <laughs> Do you want to come in? Yeah, of course. Uh, the <laughs> student it. thing he'd just say, he would say to people, not just the student thing, no one will believe you, and then disappear and he just disappears from these events <laughs> right i love it but they didn't act, the, the documentary was interesting they didn't in the end the documentary maker said he he was walking next to him there is footage and he said i i just didn't want to go up because it's not it didn't seem right for me to go up and ask him about why he does these things so it was these various people surmising that he does it just to give a little bit of a joy to people's life, this spontaneity, this yeah, you know, yeah. and you know, he's an A-list, he's he's massive, and very funny. I mean, I'm not a huge Bill Murray fan, but I thought it was just interesting that he just spreads a little bit of joy, yeah, just by turning up at these events, whether it's a party, it's a gig, or whatever. And he, you know, I think that there's something lovely about that. There's something about I think um, living his life as a, t- a little work of art. And mm. I think sometimes I wonder if that's what we're about um, when I'm not sure why I'm doing it or when I'm confused, which I'm often am, right. about the purpose of this or 
why am I still battering away at it? You know when I have those times? Yeah. And then I'll do a show like, for example, that Chick Murray play. Yeah. And you realise the joy that it brings and the joy that his really specific brand of humour brought. Yeah. And yeah. and my job in that is just like service that play and just do my bit and just do it exactly as I planned and yeah. to facilitate Chick's material coming and Dave's performance of Chick's material yeah. so that people get the most enjoyment out of it. And it and it enriches their life in some small way. It, uh, absolutely, and, and that's and a nice mission, I think. Ah, uh, totally, totally. Yeah, exactly the same kind of feeling where you are, you are going, geez, oh, oh man, I have to go through this toilet rigmarole again, and blah blah blah. <laughs> it's always and then, the toilet. With me, it is. <laughs> yeah. I'd, but then doing the show or whatnot, and and whatever you know, early years of my career, and who knows, I'll never say never. Children's theatre, whatever, and. You know, it could be the hardest school audience, but you've got one or two children who are inspired and captivated by mm. the story. Not maybe your performance doesn't really matter. It's the story. It's the the playfulness of the show or whatever. And they go out and they play that day. And there's a difference. There's a change. The parents then go, "Wow, well, gosh, they're playing together. That's lovely. We're going to have to take them to a psychiatrist or to be mm-hmm. culled." <laughs> <laughs> so this is in America, like, is it? Well, yeah, but of course, you know. Just what, no, but you're right. What like happened like to the kids? Oh, I called them. Oh, oh they're yeah. done. Yeah, 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 they're done. <laughs> but it is. I. I mean, if you think about that, you know, the the risk is sounding a wee bit wanky, but it's not. It's not wanky. It's it's. There's something really special about those moments on stage where you go. There is a feeling. There's that unwritten feeling, un explained feeling between audience and cast mm. when you're doing a show. And there's moments of, and it doesn't have, doesn't have to be comedy. Of course not. You, I mean, riotous laughter, absolutely. But those moments of real poignancy in some pieces mm. where you're like, oh my gosh, I mean, this, you know that they're getting it. Yeah, a penny drops in people's. And then there's the times when they didn't get it, yeah, and, and, but you thought they did. A, the, or when you got it totally wrong, or you got and it then totally, they didn't get it because yeah. you got it wrong. Or you made a right arse of the performance and people yeah. go, that was the best I've ever seen you do that. And you're like, ah, oh, cheers, eh? Duh. God, what is this? Coming back to, how, what is it? Why are we doing this? <laughs> do you have those Do you have those times where you question everything and wonder why you're still doing it and all that stuff? Oh, absolutely, aye. Um, I'm on about once a week at the moment. Just about once I have a week. A, I have an ebb and flow, like sometimes it doesn't bother me for a while, but <laughs> recently I've done quite <laughs> a, really? lot of, oh, a lot of questioning, joke. yeah. And then great big highs, you know, and... Today's a good day, and I saw um, yeah. Ida Tamsin at the Oranmore, and I thought it was tremendous, and great writing, and great performances, and I thought it was touching and funny and clever, and I, it was packed. I love to see a theatre yeah. really busy. I love that. Yeah. But anyway, I was asking you these, the questioning days. I think uh, it doesn't happen as often as it used to. Certainly, mm. the first few years coming out of uh, drama school, yeah, there were definite moments of, what is this all about? Why am I doing this? It, it, yeah, of course. I, I think majority the majority of the time when I think about it is just like lack of work, mm-hmm. uh, more than anything. It's, that's when those moments of God, this is I can't you know I can't survive. Why am I doing this anymore? And then of course you know two three days later, a week later, a phone call happens that changes your next two months, or or mm-hmm. even if it's a few days or whatever, and then you're sparked into you know, realising that there's light at the end of the tunnel, but, mm. oh, I still still have moments of going, eh, what is that? <laughs> eh? Jeez, <laughs> oh, but, 
Why am I? What? No. But then I, you know, then flip side, I go, well, I did, I was an admin assistant at the Scottish Executive as it was back then, mm. doing nine to five flexi time um, for the animal health department. I didn't get me wrong, fair play to anybody that does that. And, you know, you've you got to do it. You've got to work, you got to pay bills or whatever, but I could be there is my point. Yeah. I could be doing that and doing a job that was horrible. It was rotten. The people were nice enough and all that. Or I could be back, you know, working in a bar mm-hmm. where I think I would be sacked very quickly because my um, my patience for the general public, even when I'm even when I'm just in a bar or a restaurant and and just yeah. realizing, you know, people do take their brains out and then walk in and sort of stumble around and don't understand the function of restaurants. So do I, do I sit down here or? Or do you bring me the food? Do it. Get just get out. <laughs> that would be day out. one. Day one. Get out. out. No, I'm not having that. <laughs> no, I've, I mean seriously. Have you? Ne- what you've never been in a restaurant before? You Ooh. must be a joy in the airport. Oh, I'm a, I'm an absolute joy. And I those think, lines you know, for the security and all that. You must just go oh, off your head. Oh my goodness. No. Well, that whole thing when you go. So you fly into Terminal Five from whatever, mm-hmm. and then you have to go through security again. Oh, in the morning when you come out from the States? I hate that. What's that all about? Well, is it because... In, what know, have I managed to do in between the plane and yeah, here? What do you the, think on, I've done? On the plane, I managed to just dangle out a la bungee cord <laughs> and, and grab some heroin <laughs> off a fella. Extra duty free. <laughs> Extra duty free. I've got 125 mils of boss. <laughs> and it's only meant to be 100. Ooh. <laughs> saucy. Get through that scanner, oh. boy. Honestly, like, I need to seriously have a word with myself because patience runs dry. <laughs> and it was a Harry, Harry Ward actually was uh, either in front of me or behind me in the queue and he was going, it's all right, man. He said, cool. Oh, yo, I'm effing and bling. Eh, eh, what's that? How? What? I think I've got to take all my bling off. And I, I mean, whoa, is me, you know, yeah, first yeah. world problems and all that. But that's a lot of bling to take off, though. It's quite a lot. You're quite, you're quite into the bling, is, aren't you? This is me trimmed down is as well. Is this toned down? Are we, oh, I mean, because it takes you all that time to get it on from when you were at the airport again. Exactly, yeah. And I've so you're lost, still gradually putting uh, uh, it back on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's my whole arm. I can't actually move my left arm. Right. It's almost like I've got a metal arm. It's it's very fashionable in Sao Paulo. <laughs> well, all, you know what? We're all different. Yeah. So, um, have you got tattoos? I don't know because I think uh, of because of my addictive personality. I mean, that's one of the things with this malarkey I've got. Right. If I was to get one tattoo, I don't think I would stop. Yeah. I wouldn't do the face thing because actually today I've seen a lot of guys with tattoos, uh, tattoosies, tattoosies, tattoosies on their faces. <laughs> and uh, but you I like just, to buy things, don't you? I do. That's, You're a buyer of things. <laughs> I like things. Keep the economy going. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. sports gear <laughs> mainly. <laughs> I've got a lot of trainers. It just reminded me when you said there of when we used to write fake reviews for each other and yeah. send them. It's I'll, something I've always done actually. Not done it for a while, but I used to do it years ago before we even met. It's a oh, lot did of fun. you? Yeah, right. I haven't done it for a while. Kid on reviews at like after press night and texting them to the person like the next day. And then when you come into work the next day, you're like, oh, did you see the reviews? That's <laughs> and they're brilliant. just ludicrous. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I think that that the review that I texted to you yep. uh, was one of the few that I've done. I'm going to start doing that again. I think I, I remember. Um, I do quite a, well, not as much as I used to, uh, corporate work for a company in Edinburgh and we mm-hmm. do oil and gas and stuff. And there was a wee spate of 
um, reviews going back and forward between a few of us. For your and acting work. For, for our acting work. Uh, yes. Myself, uh, Ewan, Donald. Oh, uh, mate, Ewan is one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. Is, uh, I think Ewan is so funny. Great laugh. And we were doing Good our guy. tour at, at uh, Dundee Rep, and in the tech, in between like goes of a scene, he would start replotting stuff, and he would come up to me, and I was dressed in this full Nazi Oh, um, I saw the pictures. Uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he would, we had this bit going where he would go, Hi, Brian. Um, just want to have a wee word about the what you're wearing. And I was like, What? I don't <laughs> Sorry. They said dress, dress in military gear. And he was like, Yeah, no, it's just because, you know, your facial hair. And I was like, What's the problem with the facial hair? Like Charlie Chaplin. I mean, just did this whole thing that I wasn't copying on, and he was, he'd been sent by the rest of the company to have a, to word, have a word about, right, about, about it was inappropriate yeah, what I was wearing. Because we were doing a different yeah. play, you know. All oh, right, 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 yeah. And yeah, Ewan yeah. is one of the guys I know who can do the best, like, staying in character for one of those gags. Like, he will hold it all the way. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I'll crack up, and he'll just be like, Sorry, I don't. I don't understand why so, you're laughing. I don't think this is so straight and so quiet, talking so quietly. Yeah, yeah he's a genius. Take, take you by the arm. Come on, we need to go. Eh? Eh? Saw this. What? Eh? He does uh, when you're doing role play with you, and uh, he, he he does the same. He keeps character because it goes off book when they do the forum thing. Right, you um, have to kind of improvise you have to improvise and stuff like that to the point where I am on the verge of tears because he did. He's <laughs> very good. He just holds it. Yeah, he is. Um, but we uh, at one point there was an exchange of texts with myself and you, and I I am still his agent, and I I did have him up for the uh it was a show called semi chem and they were really interested and they were gonna, they were offering him a zero hours uh, contract right and i think he still owes me i think it's 2.7 million in uh, commission he's like eh? right. no that's not right I'm like, it is mate that's and, the truth uh, i had him up for a one woman show in a skip in aberdeen but <laughs> He didn't, Did he, he, he didn't get it. No, he never, he never got it because he's not believable as a human being. That's, <laughs> that's his main issue. That's the main issue. Other like, than that, it's great. Ah, he's a horrible, horrible. But no, I know he's great. No, you, I, I actually don't see enough of you. And I no, saw neither him, do I. I saw him in Dundee. Uh, we were we were there with what girls are made of, and he was making his directorial debut. Of course, yeah. Uh, which I haven't had a chance to see. I don't probably won't. But um, yeah. So yeah, he's Top it's great book. that he's, he's he's doing that now as well. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I, and yeah, uh, because we, we did a show uh, with Vox Motus called "The Not So Fatal Death of Grandpa Frido," which was at the mm. Traverse Festival, gosh, seven eight years ago now. And Harry Ward was in that as well, and Imogen Toner. Great show, mental, based mm. on a true story about a guy, Netherland, Colorado, whose grandfather died, and he uh, tried to cryogenically freeze him, but mm. homemade, just with ice. In the freezer, in the shed. He put him in the freezer. Put him in the freezer and shed. And and then this frozen dead guy was found in uh, a freezer in the shed. This wow. chap, uh, I can't remember his name, the, the actual guy's name. But he lived off grid. I mean, when you're in the middle of nowhere, Colorado, this guy was you know trying to be self-sufficient, a half-built house, no electricity, blah, blah, blah. And I think there'd been a stench coming from the shed. They found the body and it was like, well, serial killer, you know, new, right. news, ABC News 2, live at the scene and all this. They now have a festival every year called Frozen Dead Guy Days, where basically <gasps> loads of people get drunk and dress up as corpses and, and do like a... Anyway, the show was based on that. That sounds amazing. The guy, the character whose name I can't remember, the real guy, it was from Norway originally, mm -hmm. moved to the States. And all the way through rehearsals, Harry and I, you know, Ewan's doing a great Norwegian accent. I'm saying that out loud. 
But Harry and I would go up to him and say, hey, I think he's meant to be French. Why are you doing French? <laughs> yeah. He'd go, he's no French, I'm doing Norwegian. <laughs> Norwegian. I'm doing Norwegian, shut up. I bet it sounds French though, eh? That's not very good, is it? Just, and that, you know, nine years later, it's still, eh? Was that guy French in that yeah. show we did? <laughs> It's funny how we things like that stay with you with shows that, you know, myself and you with, you know, but, but uh, the <laughs> Alice Monroe stuff. The Alice Monroe stuff, which was a great idea. And if, you know, if Alice had been well enough, she would have been up for being in the show, being you in the show and, yeah. you know, appearing at the end. Hello. Hello. That it's, would have been wonderful. We're, we're off piece here because unless anybody saw the view from Castle exactly. Rock's very specific stuff. Yeah, very specific. Um, now, I never do this, but. I wonder if maybe you would like to decide how we're going to end this episode. Whether it be maybe with a song, an anecdote, or just a really weird statement. You oh, smash the mic off the wall. <laughs> I kind of want to do that. That's I want to leave quite, it open. It's open. That's you do open. You want wow. Um, well, I don't want to smash any of your gear because it looks really quite posh. I've got good gear. You've got good gear, it's man. Said. I've got good sports gear. <laughs> Nike Air Hypercross limited edition. I got these in the states. Ooh. Hyper grape is the color. In case you were wondering. Hyper grape. Aye. Wow. It's purple. <laughs> it's also known as purple. <laughs> purple, eh? Uh, I don't know how to finish it. No, I think I just would like to say thank you so much, and I hope I've not twaddled too much twaddle. Simon Donaldson, <laughs> le- living legend. Thank you very much. Thank you, Brian. Cheers, man. Superb to have Simon Donaldson in my wee studio there. Um, I've been wanting to do it for ages, like I say. So, uh, brilliant. I mean, do you know when you meet someone who has got a unique sense of humour and you think, what happens in that magical mind? He's got this bizarre, um, and I use the word carefully, random uh, sense of humour where things just seem to pop into his head. He has an ability, sort of like Eddie Izzard, to just pick... Uh, strange concepts seem seemingly out of thin air and, and make them really funny. Um, a uniquely funny guy and a brilliant human being and a great actor. So I'm so glad he was on the show and I'm sure you will be too because you'll have seen him in many things. Uh, he's he's very prolific. So all the best to him and thanks for doing it. Now remember if you want to support the show you can click the yellow donate button on puttingittogethercast.com That's right, puttingittogethercast.com and look for the yellow donate button. Remember you can donate a small amount today and you can make it regular or you can make it one-off and it's up to you what you do. If you don't uh, want to do that, you can't afford to or for whatever reason you're not going to do it, remember the show is free and it remains free for you. So please enjoy listening to it no matter what the circumstance. Thank you very much for being part of the journey and remember to give us a wee shout on social media if you're enjoying the show. Thanks very much. Until next time, I'll just say cheerio now.